The Chicago Bulls head to Charlotte today to face the young, scrappy Charlotte Hornets, a team that's won their last three games in a row. P.J. Washington has been outright balling. The Charlotte Hornets present a team that has given the Bulls struggles, young, scrappy team that punch well above their weight. We'll talk about that game. We'll also talk about the updated standings and where the Bulls sit in that. And then lastly, we'll talk about three hypothetical trades Bleacher Report presented for the Chicago Bulls to do this offseason. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans, welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. Right off the top, if you want to follow me, you can do so at CEO Hayes, that's CEO H-A-I-D-E. Now, let's get right into it. So the Chicago Bulls face the Charlotte Hornets today, and the Hornets have won their last three games. Two games against Dallas, one game against the OKC Thunder. The OKC Thunder, team that's balling now, wins against Dallas don't mean as much as what they did at one point in the season just because that team is struggling. But still, you're facing a team that right now is streaking in the positive direction, and it's a young team that is just punching above their weight that has nothing left to fight for. And those are teams that have given the Bulls fits over the course of this NBA season. P.J. Washington is outright balling. The Hornets have also won four out of the last five games. And in those four out of those, in those wins, P.J. Washington is averaging almost 30 points per game. You cannot overlook the way that P.J. Washington is playing right now for the Charlotte Hornets. Now, with that being said, you know, not everything is, is P.J. Washington. Even before then, Kelly Oubre Jr. was playing pretty well for them as, uh, also. So that's another player that you do not want to overlook. This is a young team that may just not realize, hey, y'all supposed to be losing games. And if that's the case, that that is a situation where the Bulls just have not played the best in teams that just refuse to go away. And the Charlotte Hornets could be one of those teams. Now, when you look at their, their injury report and their depth chart, uh, they have quite a people, a bit of uh, players out with injury. Terry Rosier is out. Kelly Oubre Jr. also, who was playing pretty good for them, is out. Gordon Hayward is always day-to-day. His, ne- his name should be day-to-day because you just never know, even when he does play, which version of him you're going to get. Denny Smith Jr. is also listed as day-to-day on there. So he's another player that's played pretty well for them. So they have their fair share of injuries. But you look at P.J. Washington, you look at their rookie Mark Williams, who is now their starter at the center position, and this could be a game that, it's not as easy as what you would think Think it would be on paper for a 26-win team. But keep in mind, Bulls don't have very many more wins than the, than the Charlotte Hornets. I think we got 10 more wins than them. But you, you want to come into this game, and you want to understand that you cannot allow these young players to start going off and build confidence over the course of the game. If you let them get in rhythm, if you let them start shooting, if you let them feel like, hey, we, we're about to beat this Bulls team, it can the game can get away from you quick and fast and in a hurry. So the Bulls cannot do that. You have to come in with your defense. And can you stop P.J. Washington? Can you stop P.J. Washington from completing, completely lighting you up? This is going to be one of those matches that if Billy Donovan does go with the small lineup in Alice Caruso, who, by the way, Caruso, Drummond, and Javante Green all listed as questionable for this game. But if we do have that small lineup in, and you have Alice Caruso playing the four, and he's guarding P.J. Washington, This may be one of those games, while P.J. Washington isn't the tallest player, but he does have considerable length over uh, Alice Caruso, P.J. Washington, 6'7", 230 pounds. This lines up to be a game in which Patrick Williams should and probably will start if Alice Caruso is not healthy. But if Alice Caruso is ready to go, the biggest question is, is Alice Caruso going to be able to disrupt P.J. Washington enough 
Um, and that's crazy that this is what we're talking about on the end, towards the end of the season with the last six games left is can the Bulls stop P.J. Washington, of all people, from lighting you up? He started his NBA career lighting the Chicago Bulls up. His very first game as a rookie, he set, I think, the three-point uh, record for a rookie against the Chicago Bulls. So this is a guy who, if you've been a lifelong Bulls fan, if you've been watching this team for multiple years, you know P.J. Washington has gone off against the Bulls since he walked into the NBA. Now, he's ha now hasn't gone off on us every single game. It's me being a little bit dramatic, but it is what it is there. The Bulls' defense, as it has been in every game from here on out and from re really since the All-Star break, can the Bulls' defense match the intensity and bring the intensity, I should say, that is necessary to win this type of game? I won't, I won't call this a playoff atmosphere type game. It could turn into that just with the way that the Hornets could come in here and play. But when you have a team that is this far down, they've been statistically eliminated from the play. I think they were the first Eastern Conference team to get statistically eliminated from the playoffs. You have to come in here and you have to take it. This is not a game that the Bulls can afford to lose, right? You, you can't. You have to understand the, the, the urgency of the moment. If the Bulls don't come out with a sense of urgency, if the Bulls don't come out with a level of play that shows, no, we about to snuff this team out. I'm going to be right back where I was before when I was concerned if the Bulls should even make a play-in game. So I hope the Bulls come in with the, with the necessary intensity. Defense, rebounding, that needs to be where the Bulls hang their hat on first and foremost in this game. Mark Williams, even though a rookie, I'm looking for the matchup with him and Nikola Vucevic. Vooch needs to go to work against Patrick Williams. And if Billy Donovan doesn't have a scheme drawn up that is drawn out to try to take advantage of a rookie, keep in mind, rookie bigs get into foul trouble typically easily, right? And with a savvy vet that Nikola Vucevic is, we need to use that to our advantage and try to get uh, Mark Williams in foul trouble, right? We need to, uh, Vooch needs to come in and teach the young fella, hey, this is what playing in the NBA is like. So I'm looking for that as well. We need to rebound as a team. We need to limit the turnovers because this is a team that's going to try to get out and run on you. They're going to shoot a lot of threes as well. How do the Bulls, do they still shoot volume number of threes? Do they hit that at a decent percentage? How do the Bulls shoot overall, right? These are things that we need to look at from this team. They have to execute in this game. This is really the only quote-unquote light game on their schedule for the, for the foreseeable future. The Bulls have to take care of business tonight against the Charlotte Hornets. We cannot have a letdown against this team. We cannot afford to overlook this team just because of how they, like I said, won three, three, the three last games in a row and four out of their last five. You do not want to take this team lightly, and it sucks that we have to say that for a Bulls team that has 10 more wins than this team, but we know that this Chicago Bulls team has disappointed before against young teams that just fight hard and have nothing to lose. So, you know, hopefully this team is, is prepared for that. The big three need to show up as a big three as well. We need a big game from Zach Levine. We need DeMar DeRozan. Hopefully, and this is, this is going to be a game in which our big three can sit the fourth quarter. Let's get some Daylon Terry time in a win, right? Let's, let's, let's see some, hell, let's see some Marco Simonovich, right? Let, this is the, that's the way that I need this Bulls team to play with that sense of urgency tonight. I need to see that from this team. Will we? That's the biggest question. That's always been the biggest question facing the Chicago Bulls is will they, right? Is will they? And so, you know, I, I want to see this team come in. They need to execute. We need to put this team away. We have more than enough to come into Charlotte to face this team, to execute, and to go sit down, man. Go sit down and get ready for Memphis on Sunday. That's what we need to get. That's what we need to do because the next four games after that, basically to end the season, are all tough games, and the Bulls need to be locked in for that. We're in the final six stretch of the season. And where we sit right now, with six games left 
when you look at the standings, the Bulls right now still have a two-game advantage over the Washington Wizards, which is the team below us at that 11 seed. We have a three-and-a-half game advantage. I'm sorry, two-and-a-half game advantage over the Indiana Pacers, who sit below us as well. No, I was correct. It is a three-and-a-half game lead over the Indiana Pacers. So the Bulls just need to keep winning to keep the teams below them from, from, from leapfrogging them into the plan. I've said it. I feel pretty confident about the Bulls' chances to make the plan just because of the math of it. And when you look at the Bulls' schedule, I do think so. But when you look at the Washington Wizards, they've been 3-7 and seven in their last 10. The Indiana Pacers also 3-7 and seven in their last 10. The Bulls are 6-4. and four. If those trends maintain, the Bulls are going to be able to lock in that playing spot. That's why I have confidence over this team. Yes, they have a difficult schedule. Our schedule is not easy by any stretch of the imagination after this Charlotte Hornets game. But the Bulls have to be locked in in this. And so as far as potential still getting to that ninth or eighth seed, really the eighth seed, the ninth. Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today seed really doesn't change much for the Bulls. The Bulls sit, still sit right now two games below um, that eight seed and ninth seed because those two teams are tied. And with, with real estate running out to really try to leapfrog them, the Toronto Raptors have won three games in a row. The Atlanta Hawks won their last, last game, but they're, on, they're five and five in their last 10. It's not outside of the question of the Bulls potentially getting to that eight spot. But I'll tell you what, it's, it's just gotten less and less likely. The Bulls would almost have to win out. Now, if the Bulls can win out, if the Bulls can win their next six games, which I'm not putting that pressure on them, I would love for them to see them go four and ten in their in their in their I mean four and ten. Four four and two in their in their last six. But overall, the Bulls just have to keep winning. Their destiny is in their own hands. And so, you know, getting to that eight seed or not, and the advantages there, I've talked about that almost ad nauseum at this point. So I'm sure you guys, if you watch me uh consistently, understand why getting to the eight seed helps the Bulls in the play-in tournament. But outside of that, like I've said, regardless of wherever you sit, you lost the opportunity to really pick your spot, pick your opponent, anything like that. And it really has nothing to do with picking the first round opponent because either way, it's the it's the fire of the frying pan uh, for the Chicago Bulls when it comes to the first round of the playoffs. The biggest thing is just putting yourself in a, in a situation to potentially have some advantages in that playing tournament. And getting to the 8th seed would allow the Bulls to only have to win one game. Now, the, can they win that one game is the biggest question right now, right? And so we'll see what ends up happening. We'll see. Um, at the end of the day, it kind of is what it is, the way I look at it for the Chicago Bulls team. They got to win, and hopefully they win as many games as they can. I would love to see them clean the slate for the, la for the last six games of the season. Don't think it's likely, just because I, would, I wouldn't say that's likely for any team to win six games in a row. That's, that would be the Bulls' biggest win streak of the season. We can't even get a four-game win streak going. So, you know, we'll see what happens in the standings, but I do think the Bulls have enough of a buffer they they got to, of course, keep winning, but I think they have enough of a buffer where they're going to get in that playing spot. And we'll talk about, you know, what that might mean and might look like once we get to that point. Because, hey, I know some, some Bulls fans have the thought and have the thing of why are we even fighting for a playing spot? Let's increase those lottery chances, which 
at this point, the Bulls are highly unlikely to keep that top four pick. But even if they make it into the lottery, into the play-in and lose the play-in tournament and don't advance to the playoffs, they're still in the lottery. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. I don't necessarily have the biggest hopes when it comes to getting a, a top four pick and the lottery working out for us. But hey, weirder things have happened and we'll see. Now, before we go, I do want to talk about three hypothetical trades that Bleacher Report presented for the Chicago Bulls to get it to be a contender next season. I disagree that any of these trades make the Chicago Bulls a contender. I actually think a lot of these actually hurt the Bulls more than help them in the long run and financially and in the cap space thing. But hey, we'll talk about it. I want to see how you guys feel about it. So the first one that Bleacher Report presented was signing trade Io DeSumo, Andre Drummond, and a protected first round pick to New York for Mitchell Robinson. Now, here's what I'll say with it. In a vacuum, I don't necessarily like this trade um, because you're giving up a first round pick and a young player in Iota Sumo, who, yes, has had a disappointing sophomore season. For a player in Mitchell Robinson, who, yes, defensively rebounding-wise, has been really good. But the Knicks don't even play, right? And the Knicks are a team that have been better than the Chicago Bulls. So I look at that, and I'm like, okay, we're giving up a first in that case, and we're giving up Io and Drummond, who, you know, we don't even know if we'll have Drummond to trade because he has that player option. But overall, I, I guess I would like this trade more if, if Vooch does walk away. If Vooch is just not re-signing with the Chicago Bulls, and they do this to get a starting caliber center in here, albeit one that is way more limited offensively, and you really do have to make some changes to that offensive uh, scheme and probably the players that we have out there at that point. But if you're doing this because Nikola Vucevic goes, I can kind of understand it. I do think that, that I would rather go after Jacopoto on the free agent market, as you guys know, but I don't, I don't like this trade. I don't love this trade. I don't necessarily hate it either. It's just one of those trades that it would have to come via other trades and other moves happening as well. This trade in a vacuum doesn't get the Bulls any closer to me it, 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 at all. So, um, you know, uh, you know, we'll see. And I know a lot of Bulls fans are down right now on Io DeSumo, and they may very well look at them and be like, hey, let's get off Io off the books and Drummond. We haven't really used him. The protection on the first round pick too. Considering how this protection for in this case did not work for the Chicago Bulls in this year's trade, I would be interested to see what that protection is. If the Bulls gave it protected and it was lottery protected, Okay, I would even so far as go make it top 18 protected. That way, if you barely miss out on the on the playoffs and play in, you still keep that pick. That's kind of me. But again, let me know what you guys think on that one. This next trade up, this is the, the biggest blockbuster that really kind of really does change the Chicago Bulls overall. The next trade that they presented was Lonzo Ball, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Dalen Terry, and three first round picks to Portland for Damian Lillard. Now, here's the thing, right? Kobe White, player that's, very much increased. Dalen Terry, we don't even know what we have in Dalen Terry yet. Patrick Williams, Lonzo Ball, right? It, would they even take Lonzo Ball? They could then file for the career-ending injury exception, I guess, and get out of that contract. Then, you know, they wouldn't be maybe emotionally tied to him, maybe like AK and Eversley are, so maybe there's that. Um, but I just, this is, the, 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 I, this is not a deal that I see happening at all. I don't see what, you know, AK is not going to give up on Patrick Williams. And I definitely think he's not going to give up on Dalen Terry without really seeing what Dalen Terry is yet on an NBA floor. So while I would love Dame to come to this team, I just don't see this deal being a re realistic one, even though I do think it's able to take a package almost like this to get rid of Dame unless the Portland Trailblazers are just like, hey, moving off from Dame, it makes us worse. We'll increase our own picks, take off the protection off our picks as well, Chicago Bulls. Maybe, maybe then you can walk away with not giving up as much, but I just I don't see this 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 deal being a realistic one at all. I do think this is being one of those pie in the sky deals, but hey, you guys can let me know what you think on that one down below. This next one up, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, and a future first to the Toronto Raptors for OG and Anobi. 
Now, this is a move that I think that a lot of Bulls fans would be for. Um, I know a lot of Bulls fans are down on Patrick Williams, and I understand so because of his own play. Um, but OG, you bring in OG, what are you going to move him to the three? Um, because you're not giving up Zach Levine in this deal, so he's still your two. But when you look at OG, he brings you a two-way player that also averages basically 17 points per game, five rebounds, almost two, two assists per game on 47% shooting overall from the field. Not really a super huge threat to, to, to stretch the floor, but he does shoot way more threes than DeMar DeRozan, for example. Um, he, and he averages a 38% this season. He's averaging 38% on three, taking five and a half three-pointers per game. So that really does help the, the Chicago Bulls offense. You also get a long athletic player on that wing. Um, and, you know, knowing Billy Donovan, they'll probably play him at the power forward. But, you know, it is what it is there. I don't hate this, tr this trade either. What that future first is, um, but giving up Kobe and Patrick Williams, you better hope OG comes in and he meshes well with Zach Levine. And at that point, do you then move DeMar and maybe move DeMar for a point, move DeMar for, for a, a power forward? Do you move DeMar for something like that? That's one of the questions there as well. But I like that you're not giving up Dalen Terry. I like that you that you can potentially keep some youth in Io DeSumo. Um, again, this, this goes uh, away from Kobe White, a player that I would like to see stay on the Chicago Bulls. But again, it's a... Move that I do think brings something to the Bulls that's needed. That is a two-way player um, that, that is really good defensively and, and can, is no slouch offensively and is not going to hesitate to shoot the three-pointer, which comes a lot in this offense. So I don't necessarily hate the trade. I just don't know how realistic it is either. But you guys can let me know what you guys think on these moves down below. That is it for me for today. Um, I love you guys, man. You guys know I'm going through family stuff. I appreciate you guys so much. Steve-O will probably be holding down. The post-game, pre-game, and halftime hangouts going down tonight. But uh, otherwise, that's it for me for today, guys. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. Uh, uh, you can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I like to end every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.